What's up, folks? So we are back this week for this week's episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. We are live streaming. Um, and if you're listening to the recording of this, um, today is uh, June 4th, and it's our weekly Thursday episode. And, you know, over the last few weeks, we've definitely done had a lot of fun with the show. Uh, we've covered a lot of good topics in the world of professional wrestling. Um a lot of stuff with the pandemic and then obviously some tragedy that you know within the wrestling world that kind of transcended out of it um and with that being said you know the world really really um is an interesting place and no matter um if you're a fan of wrestling or not a lot of stuff that's happening in the world today is uh truly affecting um, the state of America and the people of America. And, you know, I think it's really, really, really um, our justice to make sure that today that we speak about a little bit of the injustice in the um, United States and how that is, you know, affecting us, our friends, our family and people around us. We just want to, you know, a little bit of testimony and just a little bit of positivity um, to kind of speak about, you know, everything that's happening with that. Um, before we get started, if this may be your first time if you ever listened to the show, as this is Two Chains, uh, which is my alias for the show. But um, today I'm going to go by Nigeria because I think, you know, it's appropriate um, that we we get to a, sentim- a sentimental level with everything. Uh, Damien Salty G is joined by me, joined with me, as well as Hillwill Mahoney. And fellas, how you guys doing tonight? Good. I mean. World is 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 like you said in a very interesting place right now. Uh, I'm gonna follow suit with you and say I'm not gonna come as Damien Salty G or Damien G the broadcaster. I'm going to be Damien Gracia the human uh, for this episode, and uh, just we're gonna have it out today and have fun at the same time. So because it's needed, I think right now fun, and I'm sure Will and Nigeria will agree with this. Fun is what kind of gets us off for five minutes off of the things that are happening. So if we can make you think. We can make you laugh. If we can make you think and laugh about wrestling, then we're doing our jobs. <laughs> Amen to that. It's been a heavy week. That's coming on the end of a heavy two months. That just seems to be like the never-ending theme of 2020. So yeah, I think in keeping with the theme tonight, I mean, I'm already Will Mahoney on this show. It's so different. We can drop any monikers that go with that. But <laughs> we always keep it real here on the Big Gold Bell. And I think... This has been a tough week for a lot of people. And Lord knows it wrestling, I think, this week has taken a backseat as far as like shows of any sort go. It's like what's happening on these shows is kind of immaterial this week with everything that's going on in the world. So it's it's been an interesting week and it's not over yet. And it might be stretching it. I think this is just the beginning of a journey. As a journey has been going on for far too long. I guess we could probably put it that way, but where, where do you want to take this, Nigeria? You're you're driving the ship here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really difficult, and you know, I always um, I always say that you two are, are way way well better speakers than I am, and considering the magnitude of what's happening, I know today is just, I'm just going to be a, a mess tripping over my own words, but um, it's hard to really kind of put thoughts collaboratively together um i think a lot of this experience and the the platform and 
um, and, and just the scenario period has become more of a, a, a teaching thing for me because, um, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, for 33 years of my life, I've always been an African-American man. So a lot of these things that kind of happen, um, I'm just not really surprised about. And I say that because this is like, oh, because it's through experience until I realized like I shouldn't be conditioned that way. And then that's when it start you start thinking like yeah that's not right and even sometimes when you you kind of figure out ways to just deal with it or get through it then reminders are constantly happening um and this recent reminder of george floyd is just i mean hits home because it's just right there in your face and you you know i I always tell people this. Everybody knows I'm a big movie buff. And I always said that the one movie I would never go watch again is Fruitvale Station because I just cannot. Mm. Um, I can't I can't sit through that again because it just it, it hits home so close. And that, of course, I can like that because it's a film. But when you see reminders of that in the news or in your neighborhoods and stuff, it's it's the inevitable life that, you know, that America has paid for a lot of um people of color and um it, it's surreal and you know i know a lot of good people in my life and i can't i can't imagine to think that somebody who could just be doing you know anything good for the world could just be judged simply by the color of their skin and you know although that's something that we we are aware of but then ultimately being killed for it you know just for walking down the street just for um anything um, or, or just being hated uh, hated about it. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's just really hard to kind of make sense of it. And, you know, like, like again, sometimes you suppress it, but it's just it's just always there. Now, now it's just so common. It's just like now we're just becoming conditioned to it. And it's just, um, it's it's a really, really, really difficult time, you know? And I, and I, and I, and I really do surround myself by a lot of good people of all ethnicities, nationalities, whatever it may be. So I, you know, I, I know that love exists. Yeah. But uh, you know, who's to say one trip to 7-Eleven, I run into one of those guys that that doesn't, you know, that's out to make mm-hmm. an example. And it's just that quick how your life can change, you know. Well, I guess for me, just this you said teaching moments and learning moments. Uh this has caused me to think back to the times that I have dealt with racism in my life where I laughed it off, where I didn't think it was a big deal because in my old neighborhood in East Harlem, New York, you know, when you get pulled up by a cop, you kind of just assume the position till it's over. And then we go about our merry way and keep it moving. And then, you know, somebody brought it up to me the other day when I was doing a counseling session with someone that they went through something similar uh, that I went through, which blew my mind because for me, that was, a Tuesday, you know, that was normal. But to have another person tell me their story of, of when police threw them up against the wall and hit them and punched them and abused them and, and what they felt versus what I felt where I, I thought, shit, have I become numb to this? You know, and then seeing, you know, the murder of George Floyd, essentially live on television for a lot of us, um, mm-hmm. you know, that real life is is the biggest teaching tool uh, than, than anything school can teach us. 
And the vast majority of us who saw it and experienced it and, and watched it with our own eyes and to see the, the callousness of other humans regarding life, regarding just life in general. You know, a, a lot of people say, well, don't step on bugs. Don't do this. Like, okay, yeah, I get that. But when you see a, a, a full-fledged human being that bleeds like we do, that breathes like we do, die just for existing because someone didn't want them to exist anymore. A person of, in power didn't want them to exist anymore. That is life altering for all of us to see and to experience. Uh, you know, full disclosure audience, I'm a grief counselor and I've been having clients left and right come to me asking, hey, Damien, what, what do we do here? How do we grieve? And I say, you grieve the best way you can. If that's through that's through peaceful protest, if that's through crying, if that's through exercise, if that's through talking to loved ones, you know, you do the best you can given the current circumstances. Uh, and we'll all let you have the floor after this. And I'll say life, it, well, you know, life is just weird and sad and happy. It brings all these emotions out of us. But the one thing I can say, this community, the wrestling community, for the vast majority of all of us, the show, people we are friends with, like legit friends with, people we we ride with, uh, who believe in Black Lives Matter, uh, they have shown themselves to be as passionate and as loving and as caring as I thought they were, to quote Denny Green, the former coach, we they are who we thought they were. Uh, and then I'm disappointed and angry that there are some who still, in spite of everything we've seen, will still bang the drum of, well, yeah, Black Lives Matter, but. Mm -hmm. or, or what about, but, but, but. And, and Will, I'll, you can have it after this. Just say, that's the thing for me. A lot of people are showing their skin and shedding their skin in that realm of the, oh, but what about? I know we joke about the what about culture, but now on social media, I've seen the, oh, this you? Where people come out as allies <laughs> and then people dig up tweets from five years ago and then we're like oh so how you really feel like drew Brees, for instance mm -hmm. yeah it, it's been a complicated week um i'm gonna keep this short because in these situations i always feel as the white guy in the room it's my job to shut the hell up and let other people talk it's my job to pass the mic it's my job to realize that it ain't this ain't something for me to make a point about and i hope more people uh, of of my i guess race get that you know hopefully i was lucky enough to grow up outside dc so i grew up in a very multi-ethnic area from the whole time i was through school so there wasn't that division it just wasn't there you'd of course run into people that were idiots you know and and would and would say things especially you know in in virginia there is very much still that contingent of people like that so as the older you got you quickly ran, ran into that stuff but it wasn't something that was there since birth so that's good but the biggest thing that really the frustrating thing that jumped out to me this week was i'm the older guy here of, of this group and when i was in high school is when rodney king happened so I saw kids walking out protesting in high school over Rodney King, all over D.C., all over the suburbs here. 
that happened. It's so similar to what I'm seeing now that it's scary because it's like I've already lived this. I've seen the same darn response. I've seen the riots. I've seen the whole thing. And we're sitting here almost 30 years later. And I'm just like, my God, we're just replaying. We're just playing back the same damn tape. Didn't nothing change. And it's it's frustrating as hell. But yeah, to, to, to go back to what Damien was saying, as far as wrestling goes, since this is a wrestling podcast, it's been very interesting this week to see how wrestling has uh, handled this and who has uh, spoken up and what they've chosen to say. And there's some people that have absolutely surprised you and some other people that have been pretty disappointing. So there's, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now I will, I will say like, you know, um, like I said, it's an educational thing and I'm, I'm always willing to have conversations about it. You know, I may not be the most um, uh, knowledgeable in African-American history, but you know, if you if you truly truly want to understand what this movement's about, I, I absolutely understand that. And also, and obviously, I know my story. And I think you know, um, I think that's where things start, where people just listen to each other, understand, like, hey, you know, n- no one's trying to make this a race race a race war. We're just trying to say, you know, it's important, and that allies matter just as much as anybody else's. We don't want to be hated because of the color of our skin. We damn sure don't want to be killed because of the color of our skin. You know, we just want to, you know, and, and, and even to kind of break this down in the lamest terms, I don't want to feel like, you know, I'm the person who did it in a room with people just because of the way I look, or I look suspicious just because of what I wear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I made a, a small pat to myself. I was, you know, I don't wear dress clothes to work. I wear stuff just like this because <laughs> you know this is who i represent i shouldn't have to look a certain way to be knowledge to be respected a certain way i you know I, I never really talk about my education but i have three master's degrees right and you know other people on the show have doctor's degrees and we always got to work twice as hard because it's always the idea of that you know we're just the stupid guy or we're we're the we're the um you know, we're the thugs, whatever the choice of words may be. It's always a six feet, a six feet battle before we can be on equal terms. And, you know, nowadays you could just be walking down the street and somebody say, I just don't like that guy. Why? Because I don't like the way he looks. He looks like he's up to something. This guy's harassing me in the park because I'm breaking the rules, but he's harassed me because he's telling me I'm breaking the rules, you know? So I, I, I'm, I'm going to call the cops on him. You know, that, that, that type of thing. Nobody wants to, nobody, life wants to be um uh you know b- being a victim just by the color of your skin like i said i know my words was gonna be all over the place but but anyway i, I think oh, really oh. quick i definitely to will's point too um I, it would be wrong if i didn't mention some names of people who definitely have just shown the utmost respect love um took time out of the day just to make sure i was okay make sure um you know friends and family of mine and everybody was okay. Uh, and I, and that means a lot. It really, really do. Because I know a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of people don't deal with grief good. That's why people like Damien has the job he has. And, um, and you know, for people to really be affected by this, but also to, to be selfish to say, hey, even even though I'm affected by this, I need to make sure my friends of color and stuff. And I, that, 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 that does take a lot of courage. And not only just that, you know, 
people are coming together um, to f- to fight on behalf of the ones who are being hurt, targeted, and so on. And that just takes a lot of courage to do so. And, you know, John Bodega is a prime example of somebody who's in the Hollywood spot that says, look, I don't care if I lose my job or right. if I never get cast again. This needs to be heard. You know, there's there's people with smaller voices that are doing the same. And, I, you know, I really, really commend that. And I think, um, you know, the first name that easily comes to my mind is my brother in New York, and that's Joe Kim Morales. You know, uh, we, we, we talked a lot in the past about, um, you know, you as a person, you represent yourself. But when you are a brand, you also represent the brand and, and what you do. And everything he stands for is what Battle Club stands for and the Battle Club family. And that just goes down the entire list. And he's been nothing less than shy <laughs> vocalizing about nope. any of these issues for as long as I've known him. Um, and you know, that, you know, that's the type of person that you want to put yourself around. He, he, he didn't think he doesn't think twice when it comes down to it. If you got a problem with it, he's going to speak on it. And I really, 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 I love him. And that's just, that's, that's my guy because he, 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 he embodies, you know, the, 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 the personality and the persona that the world needs more of for sure. And I feel like I could go down this list forever. But I think another person I've been speaking to a lot is uh, Lainey Luck, who's just been, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I told her before I was like, you know, I've always been a fan, been a friend. But, you know, I've never said it. But after this week, I'm proud to call that call her a friend because what she represents is, you know, how the word gets passed on, how we educate others being fearless and um, just the positivity that she's putting out to make sure that this, this the message in the movement gets heard, you know, but um, you know, don't disrespect to anybody else. I don't want to take too much time, but there's so many other names of people that has reached out and just to say that, you know, for me, myself and for the brand, we love you. And we thank you so much for, you know, um, supporting us, making sure we're okay. And um, truly, tr- truly being, um, a positive beacon behind the movement that's going on. Yeah, I can I can chime in real quick and just say everything you said about Battle Club Pro, you know, that that's their family. You know, Yo Kim is one of the people I respect most in the wrestling community. Uh, if you don't follow them, X Battle Club Pro on, on, on Twitter and on Instagram, they are one of the most all welcoming, inclusive uh, wrestling promotions on the, you know, in the country. And trust me, they have stepped to the forefront of the people I know who are constantly resharing resources, opening up dialogue, posting, posting things for protesters to know, shedding light on situations, just being a positive you know, force in the community, in the wrestling world. Uh, and I'm grateful to, to know them and to, to call them family uh, as for all the other wrestlers out there who are going to bat for Black Lives Matter and are advocates and allies, bravo, because as jaded as I can be sometimes, I am pleasantly surprised by the amount of allies who have chimed in this this week and, and, and last week and continue to, to fight and educate uh, and want to be educated on where a lot of this stems from uh, systemic racism, police brutality and the like, uh, because to Will's point, 
if you grew up in a neighborhood where this didn't happen or this didn't wasn't a daily thing or a common thing, you're, you're going to not know. You're not right. going to understand. You're not going to get the, the, the gist for the most part, which is, you know, take it, keep it in and keep it in wrestling. When Randy Orton first came out and said black lives matter, I think all of us in the group chat were floored because <laughs> to he, say the least, you know, he's been banging the all lives matter drum when cap Nick, did his, his his initial protest. I'll never forget. Little behind the curtain story. He was interviewed by the guy who trained me in broadcasting for NBC Sports Radio. They asked me beforehand to prepare the questions for that interview. So one of the questions I threw in there was about Kaepernick's stance mm-hmm. about his protest. And if you can go back and look for it, look up Randy Orton, NBC Sports Radio interview. He literally is annoyed that he's asked the question. He's peeved that he's asked the question because it starts to be wrestling fluff and working in the industry. And then you could just tell he's mad as a former, you know, member of the military, disrespectful. I don't want to talk about this. Almost basically calling Kaepernick a punk. And then to see him all this time now to kind of do a 180 on the situation and legitimately say and tell people on social media that black lives do indeed matter. Uh, quite shocking. Quite shocking. Yeah. Yeah. And to take that with what we were talking about earlier, Damon, you brought up the whole thing about uh, the thing going around now about people showing themselves to be allies, but people doing the whole, oh, but is this you? That mm-hmm. whole that whole thing that's been going around the past couple of days where people are digging for receipts yes. and people are, you know, throwing that out there it's like you can make a statement but then people it's like you gotta you gotta double prove it or something that you're really meaning what you're saying or really supporting the cause or whatever and that's unfortunate because i think a big part of what's going on right now it has to be as you guys are saying about education and about giving people room to grow and change and learn because if the idea if you're going to go with this idea that oh you just you can't ever change then you're writing off a whole lot of people then Mm -hmm. you're writing off a ton of people a whole lot of friends a whole lot of family a whole lot of everything and it's tough it's a battle it's gonna take work obviously there is a lot of work that has to be put in but i think randy orton has kind of shown himself to be a case of hey people can change they can do something different. And, you know, it's unfortunate what happened before all this with, you know, everything happening with the COVID virus, shutting everything down WrestleMania weekend, because there was going to be a lot of diversity over WrestleMania weekend. We had the whole the in the culture show was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Faye was going to have her whole show. Faye Jackson with the whole sweatpants battle royal. There was a big push this WrestleMania, and hey, you can go beyond that with Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Big gay brunch. Mm-hmm. There, there was there was a big push this year of like changing the game and giving exposure to a lot of people that hadn't been giving exposure, and it was going to happen. So that momentum was there, and it's going to be an important thing to get back to and reignite when hopefully, you know, eventually we go back to normal. And this is just another step in that process, whether it's race relations or sexual orientation or gender identity. It it's all different things that are being addressed in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be 
interesting these next couple months to see where this goes. I think is the best way to put it. Yeah, you definitely cannot. You can't learn anything if you're closed minded. That's just the problem. No. If you're set in your way, so you know, um, I'm always willing to have those type of conversations. Um, and it's, it's 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 not a lecture or anything. So it's, it's a conversation. You want to know how does a black man feel in this scenario? You want to know how do I how did I handle this? You want to know why, what what does Black Lives Matter mean? You know, why isn't everybody all lives matter? You want to have those conversations. It's, the, the door is open. Um, because, again, yeah, the only way we move forward is if we educate each other. Um, and, you know, and like you said, if anybody's closed minded or just set in their ways, then, you know, we'll be talking about this in another 30 years of how we haven't progressed as humans um but it's really truly truly beautiful to see the world coming together um i'm not the most emotional person but um it definitely was surreal seeing i have a little cousin who lives in australia and it's surreal to see her um being both um uh white and black uh having you know dual citizenship of american and, and australia protesting mm. just as hard as she would have if she would have been here so we're about a, a 12 hour difference. I'm getting messages, so, you know, on the flip side and every other day, she's like, what's happening there? I need to know. Are you OK? And, you know, and that's that means something because she's although she's my like my little cousin, although she's my little cousin, she's like my little sister. And, you know, talking to other people in all parts of the world, everybody's coming together because of why incident happened in Minnesota. Everybody's fed up with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's this powerful Um and, you know, we're seeing, of course, you know, as us being a wrestling um, based podcast, you know, we're seeing responses from wrestlers, Tyus O'Neill, Xavier Woods, um, and, and the list goes on. We'll talk about a few in a second. But, you know, everybody's looking to get rid of bigotry and move forward as a better, cohesive, one race human being. But we cannot do that. Can't do that. None of that can be accepted. Until people start accepting black people. And and that's where we need to have these conversations at. Because um, you know, who knows, man? I Damien could be on the show today and he could be walking down the street in Texas. Yep. In Texas at that. And then like, hey, anybody heard from Damien today? Then on the news, you just never know. And and uh, what? I know nobody's gonna say don't jinx the guy. It's not a jinx. This is a reality. It's a reality. Mm-hmm. It can happen. And then why I could be talking the same exact thing could happen to me because that's literally just a reality. You know, I've had my share. I've definitely had my share of journeys. Um, you know, when when I was younger, being called the N-word and um, being being jumped <laughs> at a point of my life just for being black, you know, all that, all, all different types of stuff. Um, and it makes you the man you are. But at this point now, um, it's the point where we we have these conversations, we educate because that's the only way we're going to get better. Uh, there's no hate. There's n- absolutely no hate in my heart. Um, but it's definitely time to, much like we said, get these conditions removed um, and 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 move forward as as, as a more cohesive. Um, human race and again we just have to start by ensuring that everyone knows that no matter what ethnicity you are everyone should be equal but if we're going to be equal if if it's going to be all lives matter shall I say black lives must matter and and, and that's where we have to start at 
So um, anyway, let's let's kind of talk about a little bit of the stories um, of other people. And I think Tyus O'Neill is a really good uh, start mm-hmm. and transition. Um, really powerful. First of all, Titus is a I, I know, know a lot of people may not be a big fan of Titus worldwide um, in the ring. And his shenanigans sliding under the ring and so on. But the stuff that the guy does behind the scenes um, is always worth talking about. We could talk about that every week if we had to. Father of the year. Absolutely. <laughs> um, He's a goodwill met- ambassador for him, essentially. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Matter of fact, um, I was watching a bump and him and Darren Young was on there. And that was really, 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 really good. How he um he talked about you know fighting for Darren Young's job and you know doing all he can and um and you know some of their stories on the road together and stuff like that just what a really really good guy um but as you expect him being um African American man having kids you know this hits home just as much as it hit anybody else but what he stands for on his platform you knew there was no way he wasn't he was going to be quiet. Was he just going to talk? But, you know, he was going to be overly passionate about mm-hmm. making sure he get his message out. So initially, guys, um, you know, once you've seen that, what was your thoughts on it? Well, when I looked at it, this, I watched it a few times because the first clip was a condensed one. And then you, when you get to the part of the speech where he for those who haven't watched it, he talks about unity within Tampa, having discussions, not blowing smoke. If you want to protest, protest, but he's also condemning mindless violence and mindless uh, looting and things of that nature. But he had the brick. He had a brick mm-hmm. in his conversation. And while he was speaking, he talked about the fact that the brick, as he flings it onto the ground, you hear the clang and makes on the floor about how these are instruments of destruction, just as much as everything else is and how easily accessible those bricks are when people are trying to peacefully protest. But the message I got from Titus was about the the building, the rebuilding, again, uh, of Tampa and using Tampa as a kind of, uh, of building grounds for other places to, to do as well, because he, he references Minnesota. And he says, hey, let's, let's start it here in Tampa, and the rest of the country can use us as the litmus test of sorts to be able to say, hey, they brought together police and, and, and civilians and tried to rebuild this back up for where it was, because we can spiral all the way down, but then what are we going to do to get back up? And I think a lot of people uh, sometimes forget the, the rebuild part we talk about Mm -hmm. tearing it down we talk about the riots we talk about the looting we talk about the protest but the idea of building things up was he and i hadn't noticed it from anyone else in wrestling offering solutions (laughs) as opposed to just emotion Mm -hmm. uh and and he's a, a better man sometimes i can say than me because for him to be that coherent and thought out in terms of just okay Feel what you feel, but at the same time, we still got to fix this. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, seeing him be, as always, Titus is is anything if he's not passionate. He's always passionate about his community causes, about things he believes in, about human rights just in general. So this is par for the course for him, but for him to be able to be front and center and say, yeah, no, we got to start rebuilding. So let's hear the ideas. 
for me, that that was a big step in terms of wrestling. Also, a big step in the right direction of trying to heal the wound more so than than not. That that's a great uh, point that Titus is making. I have not seen this video yet, so I have to check it out when we get off here. But you definitely got my attention with what he's talking about because so much of the focus right now is on the protests and the looting and the whole tearing down aspect. And he's already thinking ahead to like, okay, once all that's done, once everyone goes back home, that's when the real work begins Mm -hmm. and you can tear everything down. But the idea has got to be like we were talking about earlier. If you just rebuild everything the way it was, ain't nothing going to change. You got to rebuild something in a different manner to change things. So, that's good to hear that he's already thinking ahead to that because that's that's the real work. It's not going to be just cleaning everything up. It's like we go back, the, you know, the next couple months, hopefully things start opening back up. We get back to normal things rebuild. And it's like, OK, this is the opportunity to make things different, go in a different direction. I know we, we heard, you know, what would what is WWE's response been, you know, as far as as a company. And today word got out that they um put out an email essentially saying that they they set up an email address for any diversity concerns with the company can be sent to this address for someone to to look into which is that's a good start i mean one thing i will give wwe credit for and the lord knows there's a lot of things you can throw them under the bus for but as far as that roster goes in the last number of years they have quite the diverse roster as far as like different countries being represented all over the world i mean heck Lauren knows people want to give them crap about what they did with gender. Lauren knows we like to joke about Mansoor, but those are obviously initiatives where they are specifically targeting different regions and making a point of, we want to embrace this area, this culture. So for as backwards as WWE can be in a lot of ways, they have some pretty diverse hiring practices right now. I can, I can give them that for like, it's just across the board seeing all the different people in the last few years that have been there. Now that said, I guess the other most interesting part of what was put out today by them is that uh, I guess they're going to provide now 24 hours, um, mental health access counseling, access to mental health counseling is how they are describing it. So I guess they're probably going to have like, you know, a, so a lot of employers have like a number you can call or, you know, a, a designated like service you can hit up. That's maybe at least a call center that can get you in touch with someone. So I'm guessing it's going to be something along those lines, but they're enacting that. So that I can't complain about that. That's 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 good. It's a start. It's just a matter of like, I said, where do we go from here? That's the big question. Where where do we go in the next month, the next two months, the next six months? Where are we going to be at the end of 2020? After after all this, I mean, God, this year's not even half over, and it's just been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, where are we going to be at the end of this? But I definitely want to see this uh, video from Titus O'Neil now. I'm very curious about it. So I I wonder how many people are going to follow, you know, people like his lead now, with a bigger voice in the wrestling community. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we can we can say we hope they're more proactive and positive. But then, as I mentioned before, then you have the tone deaf people mm-hmm. in wrestling that potentially, you know, Sonny comes to mind, to be quite honest. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and just, and shout out to Faye Jackson for remixing or taking Sonny's theme and making it her theme now with like a Titan Tron. If you haven't seen it on social media, it's oh, great. No. 
Yeah, she took Sonny's theme, and now it's her ring music slash Titantron, and I, it's uh, say magnifique. It's so so funny. As soon as you said that, it came right up. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like. <laughs> And it just so perfectly. I love something. Oh man, that's great. That is great. And that's gonna get retweeted right now. <laughs> that has definitely been one of, one of the big, I think, issues of this week. Has been seeing the just cheap, like I'm gonna try and make a statement right. and try to show that I'm so, and by not, but not actually doing anything of substance. Yeah. Not right. doing anything of any actual work. It's like, I mean, I, I, I got to call it out. Everything that happened with Linda Hogan mm. and Tony Khan was mm. the most absurd, just clown moves like crap ever. Because it's like Linda Hogan ain't even got nothing to do with wrestling at all. In not any married way, anymore. Shape, or form. No. <laughs> well, at, at this rate, he might as well have banned Lush, Rush Limbaugh at this. At, exactly. It's like, it don't mean you, you're banned from coming to AEW shows just like your ex-husband. Oh, big big move, man! Real big move there. I mean, Elon Musk might as well call me up this week and say, oh, "You can't ride on the shuttle. You can't ride on my rocket." Oh, okay, man. One exactly try and do it's like, come on. If you're gonna do something, the big thing right now is you need to do something of substance. Yes. And there's no substance to something like that. It's just there's that's the biggest thing. This week, there's a lot of just really shallow gestures being going on, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, you know, um, to Damien's point, I mean, with when Dwayne the Rock Johnson do something, people listen, they watch, and mm-hmm. him coming out um, definitely should make a difference in people mm-hmm. because I mean, again, we, whatever he does, people are paying attention to. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I, you know, I've never had a huge platform to do something where a lot of people probably could do, but I do love the fact that everybody's doing a little bit and mm-hmm. um, anything helps at this, at this point. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I think again, you know, people should really realize like, you know, well, what's beneficial, what's, what's, what's true purpose and true cause, you know, um, you know, like the people who's going around vandalizing things um, and, you know, especially especially, you know, uh, uh, people of other ethnicities going around vandalizing things like, hey, we're we're, we're friendly protesting. We're, we're not asking anybody to do anything of that sort. But, you know, let a couple of people, bad people do it. And everybody's like, oh, well, that's the acceptable way of protesting, you know. Whatever it may be, you know, I think everybody should just evaluate what's actually something that's beneficial to make sure that the message is getting heard and that, you know, um, the education is being taught. I think that's I really, really, really think that's important. And, you know, people like Titus uh, speaking up in the matter of people are going to listen. I, he gets a lot of love in the state of Florida um, and other places as well. I mean. Again, I seen him as Daddy of the Year in my local mall on a banner, and I was just like, "What?" <laughs> so, um, you know, the, the the guy is definitely known for and reputable for his work, his um, and and um, and being just the ambassador for the good. Um, Hey, this is 2 Chains, the host of the BGB podcast. Be sure to visit us on YouTube and subscribe for additional content. Also, 
rate, review, and subscribe to the Big Go Belt Podcast on iTunes and all audio platforms. Visit BigGoBeltGroup.com, the golden standard for all of your wrestling needs, and connect with us on all social media platforms. But what else do we need to talk about? I'm losing so, track. So real bit. quick, since Jamal's not here, if you want to do a quick high-low cameo, I can play this game with y'all because I have it up. <laughs> we uh, a palate cleanser. Like a palate you know, cleanser just, might be nice. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm going to stick to, for now, athletes uh, because the athletes page with wrestling kind of just popped up. So I know we've probably – I don't know if we've mentioned this person before, but Brett the Hitman Hart. Mm, over okay. under over under actually you know what no we're gonna kill i'm not gonna tell you that i'm gonna pull another random so tj lavin the host of mtv uh he's done the the real world road rules challenge for years the challenge as it was former oh, pro skateboarder uh do you think he is higher or lower than brett the hitman Hart? Who I'm gonna go if he's on MTV, he might have some current relevancy. It all it's Brett's tricky because Brett thinks very highly of himself. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. He is under Brett Hart. Same lower. Okay, and he is indeed lower than Brett the Hitman Hart, okay. but not by much. Not by much. Okay, if we're being... so same ballpark. Okay, okay, yes, roughly same ballpark. So. Keeping again, Bret Hart is our litmus test here. The Godfather, Charles Wright. <laughs> is he okay. h- higher? Wait, wait. Higher than TJ Lavin or lower than TJ Lavin? Uh, higher. <laughs> higher? I'm going to go Will? lower. I'm going to go lower. Will would be correct. The Godfather. Godfather can't be asking much. You can go to the strip club in Vegas and see the Godfather hanging out. I don't know. He might, he might be feeling himself, man. He had all those appearances on Dark Side of the Ring, you know? You know, I would have thought he would charge more because of it, but uh, the Godfather is is 50 bucks. Okay. So surprising for me to look at. Um, <laughs> so, okay. We're going to use... Another person wrestling, whether they're higher or lower than TJ Lavin. And that is one broken slash woken slash team extreme Matt Hardy. Is he higher or lower than MTV's TJ Lavin? Okay. We now know TJ Lavin is more than $50. We know that much. I will say Matt Hardy is on AEW TV right now. Rebby's probably running that thing for him. <laughs> she probably is like trying to milk that thing for all it's worth. I will say Matt Hardy is higher. Absolutely higher. Absolutely higher. Uh, we're wrong on that one. Uh, Matt oh. Hardy is lower than TJ Lavin. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, jeez, now I wonder how know, much TJ Lavin's charging. Okay. So, so I will throw one more wrestling or MMA person into it. Actually, two more, but I'll throw this one in there now. Is professional MMA fighter, action star, former champion Randy Couture oh. higher or lower than TJ Lavin? He's definitely higher now. That's because I know how much how much he charges for meet and greets. Oh yeah, that's Captain America. 
He's he's got to be charging some some bank. <laughs> Randy Couture at fifty dollars is lower than TJ Lavin. I bet you is that is his, is his updated. It, it's probably got to be stale from like a year ago. It is updated as of five hours ago. Wow! Oh my God, Randy Couture, fifty bucks. That's a steal. That's, That's a natural, steal, man. Randy Couture. Mm-hmm. So All one right. more wrestling thing, one more wrestler. Big E. Oh. Is he higher or lower than TJ Lavin? I guess higher three times in a row. There's no way I'd get it wrong again. It's <laughs> definitely higher. <laughs> I keep thinking, yeah, we got to I mean, what is the magic number for this dude that we he keeps coming up on top? But come on, Big E's Come on now. We're talking Budio's money now. Come on. No. <laughs> Biggie's got to be higher. At $125, Biggie will call you and say happy birthday and then flirt with your mama. <laughs> but unfortunately, that is still less than TJ Lavin. Oh, my God. So when we started this, we talked about Bret Hart, TJ Lavin, Big E, Matt Hardy, right. Ronnie Couture. Okay. So. TJ Lavin is $135. One thirty-five. Nah. My God. Nah. For hosting. Just for being a host on MTV. $135. He trying nah. to get those kids that watch the challenge to hook him up. <laughs> yeah. I can nah. get two and a half godfathers. I can have the godfather <laughs> smoking weed on a cameo. Talking about he wanted to knock somebody out at a strip club, and it would be far more valuable than TJ Lavin. Serious, my God, that is cameo is a strange, strange world that we discover every week during high low cameo. Uh, for those that don't know, Bret Hart, Bret Hart's, you know, you guys can guess. Is it two? Oh, it's, is, it's it's lower. It was lower. So, what do you think Bret Hart's is? A solid buck, then. Okay. Well, what is it? Yeah, if if, if yes, it was lower than him, yeah, it must be like I'm, I guess a hundred. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. He was more buck. than TJ Lavin. Oh, more. Oh, oh he really? Was the only one more. He was the only one more. I thought. I thought. I, I thought. Yeah, I said if, he said, if he was one thirty-five, then I'm guessing. Oh, two fifty then. One, I say one fifty. Will is on the nose at one hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. You can have the excellence of execution. Put there on you forty sunglasses. <laughs> but shout out to Dan Housen. For using a cameo of Bret Hart. Oh, yeah. Put him on. That was awesome. I thought that was inventive. I thought that was great to get your name out there. People best 150 bucks. Absolutely absolutely a smart move. (laughs) Very smart investment by Dan Housen to tell Ring of Honor from Bret Hart himself to say, yo, hire the (laughs) Bret Hart had to be at least a little, wait a minute, let me watch some of this guys before i say this to, to at least say it's not just about the money kids like hey i'll say the custodian over there can wrestle in ring of honor but then again never mind um <laughs> ring of honor's got their own their own stuff going on like we talk about in the group chat but that was high low cameo everybody i know i'm not jamal but i figured let me lighten the mood a little bit and just have you and go cameo.com look at all the ridiculous pricing when james ellsworth doing you know, what he charges just ridiculous but you go and see for yourself 
Oh man. So what else did anyone watch about? any wrestling this week? <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, to be to be honest, this is I consumed a very lot of news this week. Yes. <laughs> Unlike I mean, there was other. definitely there's wrestling, but God, it's like it's all taking a backseat to the real world. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we there was the whole Drake Maverick situation. Yeah, that I mean, played out last night, which was, I mean, we we can easily just talk about the things that stood feelings out. on Drake Maverick and how that all went down. Not mad at that. Week. People people mad because they they want to know everything. If he got mm-hmm. fired and then he ended up getting his job back because he went, maybe he went to the offense and said, "What do I got to do?" And they said, "You know what? I'm not mad yeah. at that at yeah. all." No, well, yeah, no, there's a, there's a lot of people trying. I think wanting to use that as an opportunity. To, to shake their finger at WWE. But to do that, you're assuming that you know what the situation is. And there right. is so much in that whole story that we just don't know behind the scenes of. Yeah. Like I said last night on my darn Twitter, after that whole thing was done, I think I think they told a hell of a story. But the million-dollar question forever now surrounding that whole thing is always going to be, at what point did the Drake Maverick storyline and the Cruiserweight title become a work? When it could have happened, a lot of people say, "Oh, it happened once you put that video up. That saved the day." Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Who knows? Heck, I've already heard it floated out there that it was a work from the jump. <laughs> that the whole that he went to them with the idea. <laughs> so who knows? Wow. <laughs> right. You know, right. it's this is is right. pro wrestling. Anything yeah. is possible. Anything is hard. They could have strung him along all the way to last night and. Drop the contract on them for all we know. Maybe they were shady as hell about it. But unless people talk, there ain't no way to know. I'm just happy the guy did the work and he got his job, man. That's the story was a good story. That's it was a good story. It's different and, you know, I like anything no. I've just saying. So when was the last time the cruiserweight title was was this relevant? <laughs> yeah. It's been a long even damn time. With, even with huge names in the tournament, you know. Yeah, it was over. I want to say this is the most relevant the cruiserweight title has been since the original tournament. Yep. Yeah, since the CWC. You know? Yeah, nope. I, I, you're right. So it did uh, that, if nothing else. <laughs> I will say, you know, since we're just talking about things of the week, um, I really, 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 you know, going back to Tuesday night, um, I really, really, really liked this new tag team of Kiera Hogan and Tasha Steels. Yes. I, 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 I've said in my review for Impact for the week, um, you know, I've seen them two separately work all over. Mm-hmm. Seen them work against each other. Seen them work in other stables. I don't think I've ever seen them work as a tag. And I don't think I ever said, yeah, those two should be a tag. And I can't believe that right under my nose this entire time is something <laughs> that I need that I never know, known that I needed <laughs> this entire time. And not... And, you know, not to take away the other tag team in the match, but Tasha Steeles and Kara Hogan, I, I am loving that duo. But across the ring with Kylie Ray and Susie, Sue Young, that's going to get very, 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 very interesting because um, we've always seen Kylie Ray as Smiley Callie. Kylie, can I talk? Um, who has a mild form of aggression in the ring. Then you have Susie. Who's creepy Susie that mm-hmm. at some point taps into her alter ego, Su Young. Flips on a dime. Who also can make other people tend to flip into another persona. 
Very curious to see where that might go, because if another persona of Kylie Ray that we haven't seen could come out of this, uh, that could be very, very interesting um, because I've never seen her work anything besides that. So I would be curious to see what is what 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 happens if she isn't so smiley. You know, who who is she then? So that was definitely interesting to watch the beginning of this week. So I can I can actually because I've seen her work heel live a few times i've seen her work heel but i've okay. never seen her outside of smiley Kylie. it's like even heel she was still oh she was she's <laughs> she's she's the miz when she works heel annoying overly like a miz mjf hybrid where so like you're a fake like a fake overbearing this is at the yeah. Mega classic right no, th- no, no, no. Wait, was it? No, this was uh, when I went to go see them in Houston at Booker T's promotion. Reality okay. Wrestling. Ladies she worked out. heel that night. And she was the overbearing, like, oh, come slapping someone in the head. Come on, you could do better than that. Come oh, that on. was, uh, I seen that was with, um, I can't think of her name, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and I had never seen it up to that point. Yeah. And for me, I saw the match after you and Miranda both knocked the review out of the park. Uh, go go check it out, everyone. You haven't checked it out. Big Old Bell Media on YouTube. Uh, I saw the match, and you're right. I didn't think I would want to see Tasha team up with anybody th- that wasn't Diano or Karen Q because they came from Team Adams. But to see her team up with Kiera, and as Miranda brought up on your show, having Kiera be the mentor to Tasha Steeles during the match. And just beating up poor little Susie. So we're just waiting for when Susie turns back into Sue Young and starts putting her bloody hand sock in people's mouths again. And, you know, to kind of piggyback off off of Impact, Deanna Perrazzo is supposed to debut next week. And I'm I'm very curious as to where she fits in in this division. With It is stacked. We talk about NXT women's division being stacked. Impacts. Holy crap. The amount of talent that's in that division. We almost forgot that 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 Taya Valkyrie's in it. We almost forgot. So I, I'm I'm as a woman's wrestling aficionado, whatever you want to call it, reviewer, appreciator, advocate, I am so grateful that I have this option now to tune into impact. Not not bemoaning the impact male part of the roster. But now it's going to make me want to watch Impact more because a lot of the a lot of the women I saw on the indies who are now in Impact on the come up, I, I love it. I, I I can't get enough. And it's wild to think that like Tessa Blanchard's the champion there and she's not even around. <laughs> it's like right. It's like she's down in Mexico and hasn't even been on the show in like months. Yeah. Pretty much since winning the belt. Pretty much she hasn't been around. Uh, and I think we'd be remiss to mention. That the commercial for Slammiversary I w- I is keep- very mm. interesting and really wild in the respect of heck, Drake Mavericks in that commercial. <laughs> and they, uh, <laughs> after what happened last night, it's kind of like okay. But for those who haven't seen it, the commercial for Slammiversary is uh, a uh, mock newscast talking about people being fired and people being released and being wished the best in their future endeavors. And then it quickly shows a bunch of footage of guys like. Rusev and uh, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson and as we mentioned Drake Maverick the former Spud and uh, EC3 I think and a couple other people and it just then says Slamversary so it's like okay they're just gonna show all these people that are out on the market and here you go 
who knows if any of them will show up or not come July. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the contract, if the contract made its way to Drake Maverick when that commercial dropped. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, here you go. No, please don't sign. Don't don't and sign. It, it makes you wonder, did they just make the ad and are just kind of like hoping, hey, hopefully we can get one of these damn people? <laughs> I mean, if we know it's different ownership, but goddamn, that would be a TNA move if I ever heard it. <laughs> just yeah, we just got to throw this commercial out there and hope we can sign somebody. Yeah. And if we don't, uh, oops. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have a, I have a weird theory that the person in the chair, if you've seen the commercial, with oh, yeah. the cigar and drinking the drinking the drink, I actually think that person's EC three. Mm, and that's how sense. they bring him back. Because Maybe. if Brody Lee could be a bootleg Vincent Kennedy McMahon, right. the perfect bootleg Vincent Kennedy McMahon for Impact would be EC3 as Ethan <laughs> Carter. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be interesting. Um, I know we're going to be coming up on our time in a little bit. And I still cannot remember something else I was going to say. Is anyone excited for In Your House? Yeah, that's, that's right. We, we have a show Sunday. We yeah, have a show. It's definitely uh, kind of taken. Like I mean, everything this week's taken a backseat. Yeah, yeah, we had the yeah. go home show. I thought it was weird on the go home show that they did not push carrying cross harder and Scarlet going into it. That they just you know they did the whole video package, but like I was I wanted more. I feel like that they're still just so new on the scene there into that crowd that they needed to build them up more before this. It feels too rushed to me but i don't know maybe maybe the damn idea is they're gonna send him out there and they're gonna strap him up and just shoot him to the top immediately and that is the you know the push and it don't matter i don't know not to mention the call-ups too that's been happening um over the week it's a lot that's happening in in wwe you know we'll we'll, we'll definitely get back to it um i'm excited about i'm definitely going to be watching sunday it has taken the back seat to things but i'm definitely excited um by the time Sunday rolls around, I think we'll very much be in a mindset where we'll be kind of itching for a, a show, yeah. especially after the weekend to kind of to kind of cap things off. There's a I'm excited about the uh, the the ladies uh, six man they added to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was about to say. Oh, I know what I was about to say too. Um, yeah, and not to Run mention things are slowly opening up again. So yeah, there's talk about Japan uh, doing shows soon. Yeah, um, there's there's definitely stuff. Uh, Starting to come together. Fifty percent capacity in Florida, so you know, um, WWE <laughs> is moving forward to it. Look, I'm, I'm just going to say this. Um, I don't know currently the state of the coronavirus right now, but I assume it's not gone. I did hear a super duper interesting fact, and it does make sense just from my you know small knowledge of of, of, of viruses. And temperature makes a hell of a difference. And they talk about not only is a second wave, second strand coming, but with the weather altering the way it is can also um, excite it a little bit more, too. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not here to put fear in anybody's heart, but like, hey, don't don't get to slip it out here. Put the mask on. I'm um, still mm-hmm. your best to do uh, your social distancing, even though you mm-hmm. will be going to events. Um, if you're um, protesting, whatever it may be, still, you know, keep that in mind. Uh, because- yeah, that, that's definitely I mentioned it this week online that like since the weekend, I've definitely noticed for the first time in the around the D.C. area that 
there are more people without masks. Yeah, it's I, noticeable all of a sudden. And I think it's there's a lot of people. It's just it's not in the top of the news cycle now with everything else going on. And it's like you can't pay attention to more than one thing at once. It's like all their attentions on everything else is happening with protests and riots. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's hot out now and I want to wear a mask. And God, I, I'm, I hope come Fourth of July, we're in a good place a month from now. But yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's it's funny you put really concerning. It's funny you put that because um I had just came from Virginia when you said that I went to a Seven Eleven and I mm-hmm. thought I was like, am I tripping? Because mm-hmm. I was the only person with a mask on uh-huh. in there. And I was like, am I tripping? <laughs> I literally sat in the car and I was like, I, I I bought some fruit, which is this overpriced. I every time I think about how much I was getting fruit for in Hawaii, get a whole bowl for five dollars. <laughs> It is criminal that I get a cup for four dollars. <laughs> right, seven so eleven prices. Exactly, I've been in the car already pissed off because I had to <laughs> that and I really wanted it. But then I was thinking like something, something a second ago wasn't right. Right. And besides me not being able to do Apple Pay because my mask being on, <laughs> which is just I got so accustomed to not pulling out my wallet now, and you know, and obviously the the idea of not having to touch anything go bloop bloop, you know. Um, obviously, with the, the weirdness of having to be like, oh, yeah, I can't do that. Um, I was like, what is going on? I was like, hold on. Not one of like seven people in there had a mask on. I was like, this is ridiculous. And the 7-Eleven lady gave me like a free treat. And I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to eat that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> She's like, she like, yeah, you can have you can have it for free. We're, we're giving we're giving customers something for free, and I was like, eh, "There's nothing ever like free," so I don't. I'm not going to take that. <laughs> Look, I've told y'all I'm walking around here the only masked person in my neighborhood, and I went actually. Okay, so I I actually was a human this past weekend and went to dinner at a restaurant and and had my mask on with my friends, and the mask was on. the The servers, everybody had the proper mask on, but when I walk in. Everybody named Mama who's sitting there eating, looking at me like I'm crazy because I have a mask on. I'm sorry, Ethel. I want to have a mask on. Please forgive me interrupting you and Merle's dinner with my mask on. My apologies. But what did I tell you about the fish spot? I told you all weeks ago. No one is wearing a mask while watching sports or wrestling at that spot. And lo and behold, the bar- not to be outdone, the barbecue place across the street from them opened up. Is anyone wearing a mask in that bar? Nope. Not a one. Are you kidding me? Different world. It's wild like that. I mean, this, it's been encouraging around here. That I, mean, I get the darn email updates every day about how many cases. And for the first time and I think since March, they're down in like the teens now, like all week they've been like down in the teens. So it's like the numbers are definitely going down, but it's like, God, just please keep it that way. Please. We don't want to go backwards, but yeah. people, are, people are just, it's not, it's not top of mind anymore. Yeah. And it's not like that. So I mean, we're over here, you know, in the DC area, we're only at phase one. Yeah. And only talk about the, the talk I was hearing today, a little insider info from uh, my work. Uh, the talk was probably the earliest they're talking about phase two is the end of the month. Yeah. Right. The end of oh. June, hopefully by the fourth. So mm-hmm. it's all dependent on, you know, they're they're not talking about rushing anything. Yeah. My so. job, my day job, or as people are saying, my shoot job. But yeah, my right. day job. Um, 
um, we they already said we're not even considering people coming back until the end of September, and that's when we'll go into phase one, and that's essential people. So that's people that's doing like quality assurance, and so I, I you know. I work at a place. I'm about to just go ahead and lay it out. But if you know me, you know. But I work at a place where researchers come from all over the world to look at documentation records and all that other good stuff. And literally, people are accustomed to their way of living. And we have our set of rules uh-huh. and our way of living. And it just contradicts. And we have to, obviously, because of you know certain regulations and rules, we can't bend too much. But, you know, for safety... We got to recondition a lot of a lot of different things. And like I told people, um, everybody, you know, first question everybody asked me was, when, when did you start working from home? I said, so one day I was at work and this researcher from France comes in and he was like, oh, I, I got I got the fever, but I don't got I don't. I, he said, I got the fever, but I don't have the virus. I was like, this is my <laughs> last day. This is my last day in here, y'all. I was like, this, this is my last day. So, look, they proceed. And this this is how messed up we are. They proceed to remove him from the building. This I, I so I, I told one of my friends in another office. I was like, "Yeah, somebody else told me that somebody was showing symptoms, but um, they didn't know what to do. But they did ask him to leave." I said, "Yeah, first of all, that shouldn't be a rumor. <laughs> that should be noticed in your email right now." So I was like, "You know what? I'm not fooling with these guys." So I was like, "This is my last day in here." I said, "I will go. Eight, I will go. Uh, uh, LWAP, leave without pay." Or I'll use leave. Regardless, I'm not coming in. This dude comes back the next day, and my coworker was like, "Yeah, that French guy's back." I was like, "See, that's that's what I'm not dealing with." So, like, you know, with them not being prepared, and I would assure, would assume a lot of the um, agencies didn't quite know what to do and how to handle it with staff. But yet alone, we deal with public. I, they're not taking no games now. They're just like, yeah, we're in no rush to even have our employees come back. Not even I don't even know when researchers are allowed to come back, but I won't be seeing that building probably till 2021. I'm not <laughs> I'm not for real. So but um yeah. Doesn't, doesn't surprise me at all. Doesn't surprise yeah, me at all. Yeah. But um, you know, the, the important thing here for better or for worse, everybody just needs to um be safe. Um, because sure. uh, the pandemic is still a thing, you know, places are opening good, still practice safety. You, you know, definitely do what's best for you and your household. You know, some people have medical conditions, some people in the house with people with medical conditions. So, you know, don't, 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 don't get all cool because everybody else is taking off their mask. You know, I remember the days I didn't wear my helmet on a bike. <laughs> don't be that person. <laughs> don't want to fall down. Keep that helmet on for your safety. In this case, keep that mask on for your safety until. You know, we're way, way out in the clear. You know what's really funny on Twitter? Mm. I keep seeing so much random things keep getting, keep trending. Every second I see something that's interesting. We'll talk about it after the show. But um, <laughs> before we get off the before we get off the air again to what we opened up the show with, you know, um here at the Big Old Belt podcast, you know, we just want to wish um love and positivity to everybody. And if you know, if anybody's definitely needing um any type of counseling or uh and you know if, if if you need somebody to speak to i'll just keep it like that i'm I'm not educated but damien obviously is but you know i'll refer to him if you need somebody to talk to um in the state of the world whether um it's the grieving from or you know it could be bullying if it's the grieving from you know any of your 
fans are idle passing or overall if it's just you know um with all the injustice that's happening in the world whatever it may be if you're just in the flux of confusion in the world you just need somebody to talk to definitely hit up damien um he can assist you and if you know if you feel like damien is just so professionally scared to talk to he's not he's a good guy you can approach him um anyway anyhow um definitely he'll set some time aside of you who can discuss mm-hmm. his uh, rates and he's doing a special and everything of that sort and if anybody just wanted to just have a conversation like we had in the beginning of the show definitely just send, send us a dm we're always and it doesn't have to wait till thursday we're always willing to talk doesn't have to be pri- doesn't have to be recorded it could be private um because we're here to educate and, and uplift people and you know like we said in the beginning of the show um Speaking on behalf of, you know, my African-American brothers and sisters, we just want to be uh, treated equal. And that's the importance of the Black Lives Matter movement. So, you know, to everybody out there that's protesting and so on, everybody be safe, much love. And um, on behalf of everybody on the show, including the people that's not here, we will catch you guys next Thursday for our weekly episode. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll catch you later.